Welcome, guys. This is the Drop to Zero interview. I am your DJ, uh, Zoom, who's going to be uh, kind of going into this. Uh, and we are here once more with Drop to Zero, uh, joining us here at 88.9. So how are you guys doing today? Excellent. You guys like to kind of introduce yourselves to the listeners there? I'm Derek. I play the drums. I'm Connor. And I sing. I'm Scott. I play guitar. Brendan. I also play guitar. Uh, part-time ukulele. That's true. Not really. I don't actually do that. <laughs> all right. Well, I, I hope you guys yeah. all here to join us uh, for this amazing interview that we're about to have. Uh, so let's just jump right into it uh, with the first question that we have that Nick Knack made for us. Uh, it was going to be, how have your songs changed over the few years? You guys said you've been playing for the past good a good while. 13. About 13 years. <laughs> and um, and just how, how do you feel your songs have changed? Since the start, mm, I think they're a lot more like refined now, as opposed to just chugging out a couple of riffs in a row, and putting them on repeat, and me just hitting as hard as I can. Yeah, when we when we started, I think we we were much more into you know knuckle dragging kind of you know party music like the at the time it was very very simple and we wanted to just be loud and heavy and then we really drifted pretty far away from that i'd say well i, I would say from if you're if you're making some mac and cheese <laughs> i mean you have some basic ingredients that go into mac and cheese i think that's how most people start you know when they make music they just get your basic parts mm -hmm. but then after you eat more and more mac and cheese you're like this mac and cheese is boring so you add <laughs> some spices or some herbs and i think as a metaphor, that's kind of how our music has evolved, I think. You know, I feel like our, our layers are still there. We just add some more little, you know, some seasoning to it. Um, I, just, I just like food, so I'm yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's a good, uh, good metaphor for it. All right, so the next question was, uh, the last time you played was in 2015. So how do you feel now that you're back together playing as a group? Rusty. A little rusty, but I think we're, we've, been, bad. we've been rehearsing the past uh, two days. So yesterday was the first time all five of us had been in a room since we played, like at the same time. Right. And I think we've all been really surprised with how how well we can sound. I, mean, <laughs> I think there's a lot of muscle memory too. So it's like yeah, when you when you start getting in the groove, even though you don't remember what the next note is, your hand remembers. Right. Kind of does it. So it's kind of like riding a bike. Kind of yeah. Like. yeah. Uh, what are your other occupations than just uh, writing music and playing as a band? I am a chef in Brooklyn, New York. That's, <laughs> yes. Two different sides of the spectrum. So, there you have that. Jobs all go down here. You should have started out. Yeah, I'm a firefighter. Okay. Yeah. I work in IT at the casino. I think that's cool. I mean, personally, it's fun. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this mac and cheese analogy. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to wrap my good. mouth around some mac and cheese. That sounds really good. I, I could go and go for some lunch right now. Yeah. All right. Um. So as a band, together, oh sorry, I forgot to answer your question. Oh yeah. I just separated from the military after six years. Okay. So I yeah. mean, just got everyone back. back. Like, Thanks for the service. Two, three weeks ago. So thank you. Um. So uh, uh, for, as a band, how are you guys? How did you guys come up with the name Drops Zero? We didn't. Our old bass player did. 
Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, our old bass player came up with it. It had something to do with the. Uh, it's you guys actually play another uh, old high school band mm-hmm. that Derek and I were in called Farsight. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, that was our high school band over at Theodore Roosevelt, and so it was me, Day, that was his name, and Deco down there, and so the three of us formed DTZ the summer after we graduated high school, and so I think like the theme was we we're dropping back down to. You know, starting, starting over, mm-hmm. you know, which was kind of a big transition, you know, for me, especially because I just played lead guitar in Farsight and I right. really had to write riffs and things like that. So it was like a total, you know, change. Uh, a concert this Friday, correct? And uh, this Saturday. This Saturday. This Saturday. And music in Akron. All right. How do you guys feel about that? We're coming up. Well, we did it a couple of years ago. It was pretty fun, right? Yeah. Pretty so, exciting. You know, it's we did the same kind of reunion thing. Two years ago, on twenty fifteen, hanging out with people before and after. Right. Probably our, our favorite part isn't isn't necessarily the the on stage. Mm-hmm. It's the the whole atmosphere and you know, community. Everyone coming together, talking, hanging out. Yeah, seeing all our friends and all our family and a lot of people that we haven't seen in years and years and years seem to come out of the woodwork that maybe we don't keep up with as mm-hmm. much because um, we had a pretty tight knit scene for a long time. So to see those people is really Really fun in this. Yeah. Okay. If you guys had to choose to play a concert anywhere in the world, where would it be? It might be the Robin Hood. Yeah, the Robin Hood. <laughs> yeah, none of the places if they could just play can't are there anymore. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The Robin Hood, Club Chameleon, Screwy Louis. Fat Jimmy's. Fat, Fat Jimmy's is still this, Yeah, they do. Do they do shows now? Yeah, oh. it's completely different. Does, um, does it have to be a concert venue? Can I say Antarctica? If, yeah, if you want <laughs> anywhere in the world, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be a, a venue. Just like if you guys can play anywhere in the world. Space heaters? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember what it was, uh, but I saw somebody who did this like live concert thing on a little floating iceberg in Antarctica. And I was like, I want to do that. That, that seems was, cool. It's <laughs> miserable. Just playing for all the, you know, <laughs> playing for all the penguins. Are there penguins in Antarctica? I, yes. <laughs> I saw this, uh, I saw this really Eclectic. cool. It's really cool DVD of uh, Pink Floyd playing in Pompeii, like one time. So okay. I'd say that, yeah, it was in Pompeii actually, but okay. ruins and stuff. So I'll steal their idea. <laughs> so, I'd, I'd love to go to Venice. I mean, if I could use that excuse to play a show at Venice, I could finally see it. Right. I mean, think about it. You have the chance to say, "Yeah, I played it." I played it. Like where Pink Floyd played. In yeah, in yeah. I mean, that'd be cool in itself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a band, what is kind of your songwriting process that you guys go through? I don't think it's the same. It changes time. every time. Does it? Oh so, yeah. Like Sober Streets, for instance, that was written off of I wrote off a keyboard line. The man of the title track of our second album was written off of a uh, wrote off a bass line. Sometimes he brings in the rhythm and I write leads around it. Sometimes it's reversed. Uh, I think you actually played a song this morning, Blood of Angels. I think you said you heard it. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was me and him sitting in the practice space tinkering around, and we like wrote it together. It just it changes. Sometimes we set themes. Mm-hmm. I know it's, it's, it's weird, but we'll have like a, an idea of like a visual mm-hmm. and we'll be like, what would the music sound like to this? So we kind of write, okay. write soundtracks. I think a couple of our, a couple of our songs, including the newest one started is like sort of like a soundtrack and how would we, what would be the next like piece and how would we represent that musically? We kind of have fun with it that way. Cause I mean, when you're, you're trying to write an album, you really got to reach for some inspiration sometimes. Right. And 
I, I feel like uh, you know there there is no wrong inspiration when you're writing a song. Just if if something at all inspires you, use it and then get your song out, and then you know what I mean. Like stuff just comes together once other people start throwing in their five cents on it. Mm-hmm. I think it's cool that you guys like it's not just one person. Uh, that that takes experiences from his life and put it, throws it in there. It's like all of you guys come up with the. Well, material. I'm pretty boring, so I don't have a whole lot, <laughs> a whole lot going on. Uh, yeah, I need to reach for other inspiration. <laughs> so. What's the meaning behind the song "Battle Him"? Battle Him, one of us. Uh, it's like an unrequited love song. So, like, one of us was uh, struggling with a, uh, a former breakup. It wasn't me. But actually, was with a former breakup, and uh, just the fact things didn't work out, okay. and and uh, kind of a melancholy feeling, and knowing the things didn't work out, and they never would, okay. and that's kind of what it is. So it's like, um, how has the journey of growing as a band helped you grow as a person, like personally, each of you, um, and how do you think you're different from when you guys first started out like years ago? Well, aside from the grays and the crow's feet, the <laughs> face, uh, no, <laughs> well, we started, we were kids. So mm-hmm. you two started playing what, when you were 12? Uh, my playing's a little bit of a <laughs> statement. We made a bunch right. of noise when we were like we, uh, 11. Yeah, I think his drum set was comprised of like right. some bowls and like a, one of those like slot lid pan things, pretty yeah. hot. So that's that's cast iron. Yeah. a long hot time ago, right? And then I was a few years after that. But I mean, I know being in a in this group, and then even just playing in several other groups, it's helped me to get become more like social and um, a, more of a people person, mm-hmm. kind of. What What are your plans for the future? So, like with the band, uh, where do you guys want to? do concerts that more often uh, any I- new ideas for songs things like that well we're all over the country so to get us in the same room at the same time uh, takes a mountain of effort uh, and working things out with our families and with our jobs and things like that so that's uh that's difficult mm-hmm. but we kick uh we kick things around a lot so no spoilers yeah <laughs> so Fair enough. say there's an ellipsis uh-huh. on it. we just released a, uh, a single earlier this year, um, well, a month ago, and uh, that's it for right now. <laughs> but we'll see. You gotta, you gotta start growing from someplace, I guess. Yeah. Uh, getting back together and doing things like that. What is your favorite part of being uh, in this band? Or being a part of band in general? I think it's cool just knowing <clears throat> that some of my best friends are some of the best like musicians at whatever their instrument is. And I, no, not these <laughs> Not me. Not them. I'm trying to motivate them. <laughs> You're out right here. I'm going to need you about right here. Yeah. They're lucky I need you right now. But uh, no, it's just knowing that like the dude sending me all these like inappropriate text messages is like just this wild animal on guitar or bass. And then like, I don't know. It's just cool to, to know we're, we're on that same level right. personally and then like professionally or artistically. You know, I hope I can keep up with these knuckleheads, but 
it's just yeah, it's a blast. I like I like just hanging out with you guys. That's probably my rehearsals are fun. <laughs> I I definitely see see it as an outlet. You know, some people uh, some people paint pictures. Some people bang on a guitar. You know, some people bang on drums. Some people scream into a microphone. It's like everybody really needs that outlet in their life. It's just a general uh, social aspect. Music is a very social thing. It's very goes different ways in multiple dimensions. Um, and it's like you get together with your with your guys and you bust hump in order to try to execute this legendary performance, you know, and you put in all the work behind the scenes and then you get up in front of a mass of people and you just you just knock it out. Right. And um, the crowd feeds off of you, you feed off of the crowd, and that's where it becomes a very two-way relationship. You're rocking out, and we used to put what, over 300 people in the Robin Hood because we would play it back in really? the day. I don't think that club was meant to hold that many people. But no. We would do <laughs> no, no, it, no. and it would just be an absolute... Probably why it shut down. <laughs> it was a bastard. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, it would just be like this musky rager, man. It was, it was awesome. There's nothing quite like it. Yeah, what would be the favorite memory as a band? We could tell them about the Thundercats. Halloween. Well, the Thundercats was hilarious. That we was, used to have a legendary, legendary concerts. Awesome Halloween concerts. Oh, okay. Yeah. One year we went as the Thundercats. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, that's what I was getting out of that. It was actually this guy's fault. I came down in the, in the basement one day for practice, and I just hear, oh, snar, snar. You know, he's like doing this thing, and I'm like, dude. Yeah, I was like, let's, let's go to the Thundercats. It's either the two November concerts, which was basically a benefit for the Akron Children's Hospital. It was okay. motivated by our, our, you know, former supporter, manager. manager. Right? Yeah, that's what I call him, even though I have a different title. He's our brother. Um, our brother. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, yeah. So, you know, and, and he had a situation with a coworker where his daughter was suffering from a type of cancer. So we put on this benefit show. We did a bunch of advertising. We put 400 plus people, you know, and all the money went there and, and it was, Pretty surreal experience. But I think that is just about all the questions that we have cool. um, for right now. So thank you guys so much for, for doing this interview for us.